blessed morning to you out there. Welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintala. You are most welcome this morning to another live session. Well, this morning, by God's grace, we are going to be joining with the Lord. We are going to be, amen, traveling with the Lord through his word. We want to understand his heart, his mind. We want to understand his intention for our day. The spirit of the Lord has been so good to us in revealing his intentions and his counsel as we continue to move towards the nearness of his kingdom this morning i want to speak to us or rather maybe i want to you know further emphasize on the issues amen of the nearness of the kingdom because uh, as we begin to look at the events happening around us one thing is clear we believe amen that the kingdom of god amen is getting closer to us there are things that the word of god amen allow us to look into to understand amen in order to be able to continually to adjust our position and our perspective in terms of the nearness of the kingdom and anyone who is awake who is alive whose eyes of understanding amen are wide open to look at the nature of the days that we're living you will agree with me that indeed the kingdom of god is near us of course the coming the nearness of the kingdom of of of, of god amen and the and the return of christ are almost you know are, are, are simultaneously working together but there's a big difference there's a big difference the bible says when we see these things happen it says we should look up for our redemption draw it there so once again i want to welcome you this morning to potter's gate where we deal with issues of the kingdom where we understand the heart of god the mind of god where we seek amen to journey into the mind of god into the will of god our desire this morning amen is to mature in terms of god's counsel god's will god's purpose we want to become that church amen that is spoken of in Ephesians chapter 4 called the mature church the mature sons of God that's where we are heading to amen our desire is to continually focus amen on matters that will allow us to grow matters that will allow us to develop and of course to precisely ref, you know reflect and represent Christ in all dimension of course the scripture says we know in part and therefore we prophesy in part we know that the word prophecy amen means to speak the counsels of God means amen to allow with the will of God and to be given an utterance. So the things that we are talking about, amen, are things that deals with, amen, God's prophetic counsels for our life. Well, if you don't believe me you need to just check amen our last message amen that we did was was friday what a message what a, what an anointing what a release upon my life. I mean I was in a state where I was you know physically tired and weak and yet the Lord says go speak my word and what what a release of the spirit amen that is just to prove to us that these things that we're doing is not by might it's not by power and i want you to know this morning friends that i'm not here amen to boast i'm not here to you know to to show any other thing i'm not here to you know to blow my own trumpet i'm not here because of my own strength no we cannot do it by might or power amen i'm here because the lord have sent me to speak his word and i believe this morning in fact this word amen came as a result of me just listening to you know one of the broadcast that we did and as i was listening the spirit of the lord said to me you see the last thing you know the things you said before people really did not understand it and so i want you to go and repeat some of these things i want you to go and re-emphasize this thing because we like it or not we are in a day of emergence they are we're in a day of the emergence of two kingdoms 
and if we don't understand what the kingdom of God is, I tell you, friends, we are going to succumb, amen, to the other kingdom. Just like the first man in the garden, yes, Adam and, and his wife succumb, amen, to that false kingdom by, you know, by, by pretense. You know, the enemy is very cunning. The enemy is very, very, very cunning when it comes to, you know, revealing and, and selling his product to us. If we are not sure, if we're not certain, if we're not clear regarding what the kingdom of God is all about we are going to make another mistake and of course this is the reason why God has given us so many resources God has given us so many uh, uh, you know instruments God has given us so many you know references we cannot afford amen to miss the heart of God and to miss the intentions of God in our day and I'm hoping that some of the things that we're going to be tracking again this morning amen will give us insight will give us understanding will give us the impetus if you will the 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 tenacity hallelujah to continue to develop amen a mentality to continue to grow amen in the right spiritual perspective and understanding so that amen the will of god concerning our day concerning our time can find expression and inroad in the earth let us pray father we want to bless your name once again this morning we are eternally grateful to the way that you are speaking to us to the things that you are bringing to our understanding the things you are calling our attention to in this day yes many of us are saved but uh, there are still dimensions realms even in this journey of salvation that we are yet to understand and we are seeking knowledge this morning not a knowledge that that is from this world not a knowledge from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good, good and evil we're seeking knowledge that comes via your life we're seeking knowledge that comes through your light we're seeking knowledge that that is produced via the ministry of the one called wisdom himself we pray this morning oh god that as we humble ourselves as we yes lay aside every superfluity of nothingness as we come in humility as we surrender ourselves as we embrace the cross yes because the cross has a way of revealing yes your life to us nobody comes to the dimension of life without going via the cross and so once again we embrace the cross we crucify yes the old man we declare this morning that it's not of us we proclaim like john proclaimed that we may decrease ah that you may increase in us i declare this morning none of me but all of you christ that you may be glorified that you may be seen let oh god this word oh god be a two just saw oh god that will penetrate deep into the very recesses of our heart his word oh god that will cut through yes issues of the soul and issues of the spirit help us to have clarity and understanding about what is spiritual from what is soulish help us oh god not to sample things oh god like you know like joshua did in the days of the gibeonite help us oh god to see things oh god yes the way you will have us see them and this is the reason why we've been dealing with issues of the prophetic now yes the prophetic will bring us to the place of clarity clarity of sight as you said to the to, to the prophet son of man can this bone leaves he looked at the bone that are very dry he didn't have enough faith he didn't have enough courage he didn't have enough understanding he said lord only you know and there are things oh god that we have come to conclude that only you know except you teach it except you reveal except you bring us to understand it except you teach us these things lord we will make bad investment 
We will make bad decisions. We will side the wrong side, oh God. So open our eyes this morning. We pray that we'll be flooded with light. Halalabushanda. I pray that we'll be flooded with light this morning. I pray that every dimension of us, oh God, yes, Father, will be fully illuminated. Christ, you are the illuminated one. You are the illuminator. You are the light, oh God. Shine in us this morning. Bring us to clarity. Bring us to understanding. Bring us to the place where we can see things with clarity. There is a man that you healed in the scripture. You had to pray for him the second time. He said, now I see all things clear. <laughs> now I see all things clear. That's the point and place we want to get to where we can see all things clear. Yes, we've been prayed for. Yes, we have sight. But our sight is not good enough to deal with the complex realities of our day. So I pray once again, baptize us, touch us again that we may see things. Not as men walking like trees or trees walking like men. Help us to see, oh God, beyond some mirage. Help us not to conclude, oh God. Help us to have clarity. The further we come, the further the nearness of your kingdom, the, the, more, the more precise, the more clarity we have, oh God. So we move beyond the fogginess. We move beyond the fogginess of the day. Ah, bring us into the new day of your light, oh God. Yes, Christ, you are the light of the world. <laughs> There's nothing happening in the world that you have not revealed your heart and your counsel, that you have not shown to us, yes, the desires of your father. So I pray this morning, illuminate us. You are the illuminator. You are the light. Illuminate us. Touch my eyes, oh God. Bring us to the place of the washing. Bring us to the place of the washing. Baptize us, oh God, once again, that we may come to the place of the washing, that we may see. Touch our feet, oh God. Heal our, our broken limbs, oh God. Yes, Father, that we may have mobility to walk into the things of your kingdom. He said, these are the ones that have left the camp to go out to meet him. Meet you outside the camp. I pray this morning, oh God, that our life will be imparted greatly. That this word, oh God, will bring us to the place of a shift in the name of Jesus. That this word, oh God, yes, your word is like fire shut up in our bones, oh God. May this word, oh God, awaken us from our dromedary. May this word awaken us from our slumber. May this word awaken us, oh God, yes, Father, from lukewarmness, from laziness, oh God. Help Help us, oh God, to shift narrative, oh God. Help us to see the things that you desire us to see. This is our day. We can borrow pattern from those who have journeyed ahead of us. We can find our footstep again, yes, as we study your path, as we study the path, oh God, that Enoch, <laughs> that Paul, Noah, Elizabeth, Deborah, Ruth, Abigail, Mary, Elizabeth, all these great people, yes, even Zachariah, all these people, may we find their path and find keys, keys of your kingdom in them. Each of them carry a dimension. Oh, Father, may new channels be opened in our spirit, man, this morning as we connect to your prophetic eternal intention for our day. We are here, oh God, to influence this season, not for the season to influence us. So I thank you for the things that you're doing. I bless your holy name. I glorify you once again, oh God, that you will position us as intercessors. Yes, as divine intermediaries, oh God. 
position us again, Father, to make decrees as we wear the effort. Come on. As we wear the effort, Spirit of the Lord, as we receive a fresh baptism this morning, as we carry the incense, O oh God, in your temple, on your altar, O oh God, as we proclaim the day of your light, as you walk through this candlestick, O oh God, may we shine forth the light, O oh God. May your glory once again beam through the darkness of the day. Father, we thank you. Your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the agent, yes, of the kingdom. You are the director. You are the administrator. You are the one, Holy Spirit, who, who guides us and lead us into realms that we are, we, are, we are unaware of. You are the one who leads us into dimensions in the word of God that will bring us to clarity. So we surrender to your ministry, Holy Spirit. As we follow Christ, our pattern, you, Holy Spirit, are the revealer of Christ. You, Holy Spirit, are the revealer of the Father. We dare not say we know the Father. We dare not say we know Christ, except you reveal him. We wait on you. We wait on your revelation that we may grow in the revelation of the Son. Christ, you are the Son. We want to be like you because indeed you have made us to be joint hair, joint hair with you. You have positioned us to sit with you in heavenly places. Far above the vagaries of life. Far above, yes, the challenges of life. You have positioned us to sit with you. Far above the valleys of dry bones. This morning we come to your mountain. A mountain that cannot be touched with religious hand. Mountains that cannot be engaged by human falling carnal soulish order. We've come to Mount Zion. The place of perfected beauty. Yes, we are the company of them who are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we thank you this morning, Holy Spirit. Perfect your will in our life. Oh, perfect your will in my life. Perfect your will in the life of my brother and my sisters this morning. Oh God, may we journey with you. This is a journey of the spirit and a journey through the spirit. You say, for the kingdom is within you. You say, the kingdom does not come by observation. Thank you this morning that we will stop looking at things the way the world wants us to see them. We will stop lo looking and listening, oh God, to the narrative of men, to men who are blind, seeking to give us interpretation. Father, help us to take our place this morning as your ecclesia, as your ecclesia. An ecclesia that you are positioned within the marketplace. A ecclesia, you are positioned to sit and rule. Yes. Among the principalities and the powers of the day. It said rule thou in the midst of thy enemy. Lord we take our place this morning. As your ecclesia. Not just as a bunch of church people. But as your ecclesia. Whenever we mention the term ecclesia. Something should shift in our mindset. Ecclesias don't run from issues. Ecclesias are sent to Babylon to colonize Babylon. Babylon may have taken them captive, but when they get there, they transform. They turn Babylon inside out. The Ecclesia is the wisdom of God in expression in the earth. You can't tame them. You can't tell them. They are like a wind that blow it. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know where they're going. They don't have a form except that which has been formed in them. Christ. <laughs> the Ecclesia. That's who we are. 
They are relevant in all walks of life. They are not limited by religious title. You can't bind them because they, are, they cannot be bound. You, you, cannot, you cannot pin them down to some structure or denomination. They are, they are beyond denomination. The ecclesia ah, is emerging in this glorious days, friend. The ecclesia of God. You find them in the corridors of power. You find them, yes, as men who sweep the streets. Yet you find them making decisions that will impact nations. You find them, yes, yes, in the coffee bar. But you also find them in the boardroom. The ecclesia of God is emerging. You find them in schools. They influence, yes, decisions made in institutions. The ecclesia, the ecclesia, the economists, their politicians. Their statement, their housewives, their business people, their students, the ecclesia. Oh, Father, may we emerge the ecclesia. It's, it's the ecclesia that you are waiting for. A glorious church, oh God, that has come of age. A church that is not afraid, yes, to, to stand and to prefer solution in places where people, yes, are faced with complex issues that they don't know what to do. The ecclesia, the ecclesia was manifest in a man called Daniel. The ecclesia was manifest in another one called Joseph. The ecclesia is found in a woman called Ruth and Esther and Deborah. The ecclesia, the ecclesia of God. It's a brand new day. The ecclesia don't run from war. They run to it and they stop it. The ecclesia fulfilled the counsels of God. That's who we are. The ecclesia lives within the order of the kingdom of God. The kingdom is within them. The ecclesia. The ecclesia are not bound to Sunday morning. The ecclesia are not bound to a color. They are not bound to a chain. They are not bound to a cap. They are not bound to a staff. The ecclesia, they rule via the life of God in them. Their resource is the life. There is nothing outward that defines them. You, you, can, you cannot identify them by a uniform. But when you see them, you will know them. Because they carry the life of God. The Ecclesia. What a call. It is from the position of the Ecclesia that we begin to understand what the kingdom of God is all about. This morning, I want to once again awaken and introduce us. Amen. To the, to the journey into what is called the kingdom of God. We've, we've learned so much. We've talked a lot about it. But it's my persuasion that we are yet to understand what this kingdom is. Not even me talking about it can tell you that I, I have a full, a full understanding. We know in part and therefore we prophesy. But let the part that we know enhance our journey. That's the point. Let the path we know take us to a higher level. Bring us to a new height in the spirit. May, may the path we know not draw us back to the former position we are. May it not draw us back to Egypt. May it not draw us back because we are afraid and go submit to some Pharaoh. Father, we honor you. I give you all glory this morning. Draw our heart, O oh God. Connect our heart, O oh God. For this reason we live, O oh God. For this reason we live, O oh God, to show forth your glory. But we cannot show a glory that we are not aware of. We cannot shine a light that we are not aware of. 
So once again we say, Father, as we take this journey, oh God, as Proverbs declare, Proverbs 4 declare the path of the righteous. As we take this journey, this path, oh God, we want to come into what is known as the full light. May the day start dawn in our heart again. May we celebrate your goodness. May we stop looking around. They said, if the promise, they said, if the promise was as he said, why are, why are these things happening the way it is? They said, don't you understand that the day before the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day? You see, we should be looking inward and be seeing the maturing of the very essence and life and the purposes of God. And not, be, and not to be bound by, you know, these things that are happening that the word of God already told us will happen. Our life cannot be reduced to the narratives that even our family has established in us. That's why the Bible says, except you be born again. That's the point where we get to develop a new value system. <clears throat> a new sense of spiritual orientation. A new sense of our identity comes in the place of redemption, salvation. So we can begin to walk the works of God. They asked him, they say, what shall we do that we may walk the works of God? There are works, friends, to be carried out in this season. But those works can only begin to be initiated from our place of recalibration. From our place of recalibration. <clears throat> there has to be a recalibration. We have to change the default operating system of, of, of our thinking, of our sight, of the way we look at things. Every one of us are born with some very, you know, uh, uh, ingrained, ingrained, well-established concept of thinking. You can go to church, amen, till you grow blue in the face. If those default positions are not shifted, you would go to church, hear the message, and still come back and decide based on the same old ways you've been making decisions. Ah. Church is supposed to enhance and shift us. You see, the, everyone that came to Jesus were shifted. He didn't just heal them. He didn't just give them miracle. He didn't just provide bread for them. He didn't just raise their dead. He also changed the way, hallelujah, they see life. He changed the way they understood government. He changed the way, the way, hallelujah, they make decisions. He changed them, hallelujah. Change starts from how we see things. How you see, son of man, what do you see? That's where the operations of the kingdom those who are in the kingdom have a different value system. They have a different philosophy. They have a different worldview. You see, you cannot be in the kingdom and your worldview is still patterned after. Amen. Yes, the popular opinions is still defined by the world around you. You cannot say you are in the kingdom of God, Allah, and you think the way an ordinary, you know, Christian thinks. You think the way, amen, you know, politicians think. You think the way, amen, your, you know, your national, your, your, your nationalistic, you know, philosophy, you know, you, you, you say you're in the kingdom, you're thinking like a Nigeria because I come from Nigeria. Or you're in the kingdom, you're thinking like South Africa because you come from South Africa. Oh, I'm in the kingdom, but, uh, well, I come from America. 
Yes, I'm thinking like that. No, you're, you're not in the kingdom yet. You may know about the kingdom, but you're not in the kingdom. The Bible says we are in this world, but we are not to meet. To, the word means we are not of this world, meaning that we do not, hallelujah, subscribe to the fallen values of this world. That's what Christ came to change. Or else, when he died, he would have saved everybody home, take, taking them home. No. He left them. He said, Father, I pray you don't take them. So that the things that have been imparted in them, amen, will have an opportunity to be practiced. <laughs> Oh, Sally Bayando. I pray this morning that the Lord will engage you. I pray this morning that the Lord will engage all of your life. Everything that defines your life will be engaged. Yes. I pray that this morning you will be renewed, you will be reformed, you will be transformed. That you will move beyond just an idea. You will move beyond just a thigh too. That indeed you will allow Christ to be Formed. The formation of Christ in us is what gives us sight into, amen, the decisions we are called to make. Or else you will choose the way Joshua chose. The Bible says he, he, he brought what the Gibeonites, you know, uh, gave him. He sampled it. He sampled it. He said, ah, from what I have seen, from what I'm seeing, you guys are right. You're correct. Ah, they were deceived. Jesus said, be guard yourself that you may, that, that you may not be deceived. Hallelujah. This, the days that we live in, call the last day, amen, are days shrouded in powerful, complex decisions. But if we're not careful, we'll make the wrong ones. We'll make the wrong, we'll wrong decision because we've been deceived. You know, it's a lie. When, when you hear people say, no, I cannot be deceived, that itself tells you that they're already deceived. Because the only antidote to deception, amen, is not just to have truth, but to live in the truth. They say this is the confidence that we have, amen, that, amen, you will do the right thing because the truth is in you. Read 1 John. If, there's an, if there is a book we need to read in this last days, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, these books that we don't read, they are, the, they are the key, they are the answer. Those things you call minor prophet, they carry the key. This morning I was listening to Micah, Micah. Speaking about issues, about nations, friends, kingdom. Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah, prophet Isaiah. Some crazy people say they are minor prophet. You don't even know. We don't even know what you see. We've been deceived. Even in the issues of how we approach the word of God, we've been deceived. God is raising a company of people who are not just seeking for some gift. People who, who are looking for the heart of God. Who are seeking for the ways of the spirit. Who want to go in. So that when they come out, they are transformed. <laughs> when they come out, it's either they are mute. Or something has happened in their life. You know, When Zechariah went in, by the time he came out, he had collided with an angel. Something had happened. That's what happens when we go to church. We encounter the things of God. Friends, I want to welcome you once again this morning. We're dealing with amen, issues of the kingdom because uh, if, like I said, events that are panning out in our day truly has proven to us that we are still far from amen, the realities of the kingdom of God. Many of us have parroted you know, kingdom. We've preached it. If you're a preacher, we've talked about it. Amen. But we are yet to begin to live life via amen, the operations of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is a lifestyle, amen, 
with his own governing system, with his own administration. Amen. And listen to this. The kingdom does not need, amen, the approval of the kingdom out there. The world system, amen, for it to live. That's why they said the kingdom of God is within you. That's why they said the kingdom of God, amen, is within you. The kingdom does not come by observation. Let me quickly show you this scripture. A couple of things I want to read to, to us this morning. I'm not sure if you, if you can see this properly. I'm reading from Matthew. Uh, I, I'm just going to, you know, beam this out, you know. In, in Matthew uh, 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 13. I want just to quickly point out something. Uh, the Bible says, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. We glorify your name. I hope you can see, I hope you can see this. Where is my mouth, you know? <laughs> I've got so many scriptures that I've opened before me. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm reading from Matthew Matthew 13. Okay, let me just quickly open this in my in my tablet. I want to show you something quickly, friends. As the Spirit of God continue to engage us, Amen. Uh, Matthew 13. I'm going to read from. Uh, um, let's just quickly do this. Okay, let's move away from here. Let's let, let me read it out. But you can check it. You can check it out if you have your Bible. You can open it. Matthew 13 verse one says, "That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat. He sat." In it, while other people, amen, stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables. He told them many things in parables, saying, Amen. A farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed, amen, as he was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path, the birds of the air came and ate it up. Some fell, amen, on a rocky place where it did not have much soil, amen. The Bible says where it did not have much soil, amen, it sprang up. Yes, it did sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plant were scorched, amen, and they were withered because they had no root, amen. Verse 7 says, other seed fell along, fell among thorns, all right, which grew up and choked the plant. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produces a crop a hundred, a hundred, a sixty, and a thirtyfold. Amen. Was was sown. Whoever who have whoever have ears, let him hear. Verse ten says the disciples came to him and, and, and asked, "Why do you speak to the people?" They themselves know that Jesus was speaking in parables. The disciple came to him and asked, "Why do you speak to the people in parable?" Now Jesus replied, "Because the knowledge, listen to this, because the knowledge, amen, of the secret of the kingdom of God, because the knowledge." Of the secret, so we understand that Jesus, Amen, define Amen the kingdom of God as a secretive kingdom. In other words, it's not obvious. That's just what he say. It's not obvious. It's not like you can go out there and now and say, "Oh, that's a kingdom." 
Oh, that's a kingdom. No, the, the kingdom of God, amen, is, 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 a, is a secret. Now, a secret means that, amen, it is only given, it is only given to some exclusive, amen, individuals. And those individuals, amen, that are exclusive are the ones that have given their life to Jesus Christ. In other words, an unbeliever has no understanding has no understanding or clue about what the kingdom of God is all about. So arguing with an unbeliever is like you're arguing with a blind person amen, in terms of color. I'm not sure if you get what I'm trying to say. I'm not sure if you understand. It says because the, the knowledge, okay, the kingdom of God, amen, is, is one that must be entered or that must be engaged in certain knowledge. Alright? It says, because the knowledge of the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of heaven, has been given to you, but not to them. So there are certain people that do not understand what the kingdom of God, in all of the things happening right now, the question we're asking is, what is God saying? What is the kingdom of God, amen, revealing to us? Because you can look at things as we as we saw, amen, on, on Friday when we're dealing with Ezekiel, you know, th- you know uh, 37. You can look at things in the natural realm, amen, and not really understand the heart of God, the mind of God regarding the situation, all right, and come to a wrong conclusion. Because the Lord was asking Ezekiel, amen, with what you see, can the bones live? Yes, you've been able to cite that they are dry bones. But do you know my intention for the bone? Do you know what I want to do? Do you understand, all right, that I have a plan for these dry bones? Do you know why I brought you to this valley, amen, of dry bones? Do you know? Do you have an understanding? You can look at all that is happening right now and, in fact, come to a wrong conclusion. Yes, because we do not have, amen, access. You see, the kingdom of God is access. We have to have access into the kingdom of God so that we can understand the heart of God, the mind of God, the intentions of God, amen, even regarding those things that look very, you know, dear and challenging and difficult and complex. Because the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. So it's a gift, amen. It's been given to you, but not to them. Whoever, listen to this, whoever has will be given more. Amen. Whoever has will be given more, will be given more. That's that's strange. If you have, in other words, if you have certain foundational realities of the kingdom of God, it gives you an opportunity to, to grow up the ladder, to go, to go on, to have more. Amen. Whoever have, what do you have? You have the foundation. You have the primary knowledge. You have the, amen, the, 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 the foundation. You have the footing, amen, of that access into the kingdom. When you have that, you will be given more. In other words, you will go on with the Lord. You see, that, that's why I've been, I've been talking about having the right foundation, having the right footing. When you have that, you grow, you, you increase. It's like building a skyscraper. Amen. When you start with the right footing, the right foundation, you will be given more. You will be added to. You won't be taken from. Amen. There won't be a subtraction, but there will be an increase. Amen. In your understanding of the things of God. Amen. Whoever, whoever has will be given more and they will have abundance. I know the religious mind, the church mind now will be thinking abundance or oh, abundance of money, abundance of God knows what. That's not what we're talking about. Abundance in terms of the riches of the kingdom. There are riches, amen, amen, that we can come into. The Bible says, amen, if we're not faithful, amen, in the ungodly mammon, who will give to us the true riches? You see, 
dealing with issues of material you know life money all of that amen uh basically a principle of understanding or coming into or, or procuring the things of the kingdom if you're not faithful in issues of money how can you be handed amen issues that deals with the advancement of the purposes of god you see money is a test for us money material things position influence they are all tests yes many have made the mistake that because they they have so much money or they have so much influence or they have you know all kinds of things suddenly you know they have arrived no you are just being given an opportunity to test if indeed you are faithful amen in the ungodly mammon so that the true riches of the kingdom of god can be given they say we are poor yet we are making men rich I'm just quickly highlighting that's not part of my point, amen. This morning, but I want you to see that, amen. That whenever you know riches, money, whatever comes into your position, fame, all right, whatever you have in the natural that gives you an edge over people that position you in such a level that when people see they want to bow their head, amen. How you address those things, how you amen interact with those things, amen, is a is a powerful sign to the next dimension you are going to access in the things of God. Your wealth can take you up or bring you down. Your prosperity can, amen, can be a stepping stool to advance in the things of God. Amen. Your position of power and influence, even as a nation, amen, can put you in a position where God uses you, amen, as a voice, as you know, as a guide to other nations, or can bring you down. How you use power, and you will agree with me, amen, that you know, certain people, certain nations, amen, have abused their power. And because of that, God will bring them down. When you exalt yourself, you'll be brought down. But when you allow the things that have been given to you, hallelujah, to exalt you, amen, you allow those things given to you to exalt others, you will be highly exalted. Okay, principles of the kingdom. Because the knowledge of the kingdom of God, amen, has been given to you. But to them, who, amen, but not to them, but whoever has will be given more. That they will have abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have, amen, will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parable. Jesus was just explaining. Then he went forward. I said, though, listen to this. Listen to this. It says, though seeing, they do not see. Now, this is a point I quickly want to highlight. I'm not going to take our time this morning, amen. It says, though seeing, they do not see. We're dealing with something about the kingdom of God this morning. He said, those seeing, amen, they did not see. Meaning that when we begin to approach the things of the kingdom of God, there are certain criteria. There are certain criterions we must be looking for. Hallelujah. One of them is sight to see things. Why? Why are we talking about sight? Because you need sight to be able to make the right, amen, decision. You, be, you need sight to be able to come to the right, amen, conclusion. You need sight to be able to stand, amen, on the right side, amen, on the correct side or on the other side. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear nor understand. In them is fulfilled, amen. He's talking about the caliber of people now. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, amen. And what's that prophecy? You will be hearing, but you will not understand. 
You will be seen, but you will never perceive. So you understand, amen, issues of the kingdom, amen. It deals with the issues of sight. It deals with the issues of perception. It deals with the ability to hear what God, amen, is saying regarding situations, regarding the conditions of life. For these people's heart has become callous. When your heart becomes callous, amen, your activity, your natural activity, your physical activity, amen, contradicts your true state, your condition, amen, how you think. It contradicts your conscience. In other words, you become dual. Amen. You're no longer one. What you believe, you no, you no longer live a life of principle. He said their heart has become callous. Now that is a point I, I believe many people, amen, have reached, and this is a very, very dangerous point. All right, when your heart becomes callous, amen, you're no longer believing via the principles of God. You no longer have a standard, amen, in your life. You, you, you. It, it's like you know the highest bid that carries the day. Whoever can influence you are the right, are the correct ones, all right? regardless of what they say. All right, if if they can influence me, then they're right. They become callous. Their heart has become seared. They, they've, been, they've been drawn away. It says, for these people's heart, remember, your heart is a position place where you interact with the things of God, where you see things, where you understand things. It, your heart is the place where the kingdom of God, hallelujah, operates, is the place where you engage, hallelujah, the things of the spirit. Now, when the enemy compromises your heart, compromises your condition of thinking, compromises, amen, how you come to conclude, compromises how you come to believe. Remember, a lot of people believe, but many people believe the wrong thing. And our belief is as powerful, amen, as who we are. For these people's heart has become callous. They harden. Listen. They, excuse me. They hardly hear what amen, the ears hear. They hardly hear with their ears. And they hardly, and, and they are, of course, they close their eyes. Otherwise, they might have, they, 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 they might have seen with their eyes. And of course, they would have hear with their ears. Understanding would have been in their heart. And they would have turned. And I would have healed them. Another word that is very pronounced here is the word turn. Turn. They would have turned. Issues of the kingdom deals with how we turn. The word turn means to repent. Matanel. That's the Greek word. To, to turn around. To have, a, to have a change of course. And this is what the Lord is calling us to in this season, friends. To have a change of course. To have a change of direction. To have a change of re, of location or to relocate. Amen. There's so many things I would love to share with us. But, but time will not permit me this morning. Like I said, I just want to emphasize on this point again that we have looked at amen, before. Because uh, when you look at things and you are not able to arrive at the right conclusion... Amen. Based on what the word of God says, you are bound to make, amen, the wrong choice. You are bound to, to falter. You are bound, amen, to, to give in to the lies of the enemy because there's an enemy out there that is pushing a very 
powerful narrative that even our Christian ideology will not be able, amen, to answer those issues. Will not be able to resolve, amen, those problems. We need to be, amen, in the kingdom. You see, many of the challenges that we are faced with, if we walk in the light of the kingdom of God, many of those challenges will not be there. Our divisions and our agendas will become a thing of the past. Because the kingdom of God is the melting point for all nations. Oh God. You see the kingdom of God is the melting point. We all can go to church and be divided in our denomination. But when we leave the order of how we define church. To the work, to the, to the life of the ecclesia. Remember ecclesia and church are two different things. Church is what men build. Ecclesia is what God is building. And when we journey and agree with what the Lord is building, we will certainly be, amen, in his kingdom. And as we grow in this kingdom, amen, that place becomes our melting point because that is the that is a point. The ecclesia is a converging point, is a place where all people meet, all nations meet. Is a place where we operate via the life of God, via the authority of God, via Amen. The, 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 the councils of heaven is a place where we hear corporately the heart of God. The church can never walk in the power of corporate corporate you know spirit except we come to the order of the ecclesia. You see, the ecclesia is what led me to be doing what I'm doing, it's not a church. If it's church, I'll be starting my own church somewhere, you know, God knows what, gathering my own crowd, yes. Which I can do. See, but we will leave that dimension and we will begin to amen, sacrifice for the ecclesia to be united, to come to the place of oneness. Because all of the things that Jesus said, amen, he spoke to his ecclesia. When he said, I'll build my church, amen, the translation, the literal translation of that word is, I'll build my ecclesia. And the ecclesia, by default, amen, is planted as a seed amen the ecclesia by default amen is is an instrument of influence the ecclesia by default amen is is one amen that has been that has been called to represent the intentions of god amen where all nation can see the ecclesia by default is a is a seat is a excuse me is a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden that's the ecclesia is a mountain amen yes is what is called mount zion The city of the northern king. Being able to distinguish between, hallelujah. Now, okay, uh, let, let me quickly do this. Moving into the act of the apostles, of the apostles required that we have understanding, amen, of what has been done away with. Amen. From what the Spirit of God is ushering into our space. If we're going to move into the order of the kingdom of God, which is the place where we can function within the grace or the calling of our apostolic authority. Remember, the, the, the apostolic spirit, amen, is the signet ring of the wisdom of God, of the wisdom of Christ. Whenever we come into the dimension of the apostolic, we're talking about a position where we can express in the earth, amen, the wisdom of God. Through that expression, amen, we build the intentions of God. But we cannot do that, amen, if our position as a prophetic generation, as a prophetic people, amen, close to the heart of God, amen, listening to the heartbeat of God, amen, is not, is not secure. That's why the apostolic and the prophetic work together. 
Amen. It's not some cliche. No. It's the way the Lord arranged. Amen. It, 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 the order of the functioning of his ecclesia. Remember the ecclesia must function from the kingdom of God. And must function in the manner that will bring closeness. Nearness to the kingdom of God. He said repent for the kingdom of God. Amen. Is near you. The nearness of the kingdom upon the ecclesia. Ecclesia, amen, will continue to shift, will continue to realign, will continue to, amen, fine tune, amen, the Ecclesia so that how the Ecclesia then go out to represent the intentions of God will be in alignment to God's prophetic will or counsel for the season. This is what it means when the Bible talk about the sons of Issachar understanding their time, understanding their season. All right, you can only understand the times and the season when you are tracking the heart of God, the mind of God. Right now, we're in a time and we're in a season, and we need to be able to clearly understand what is the will of God, what is the mind of God, not what God said 20, 30, 50 years ago, which is good, but that has become something we build upon to us, earlier. This season has been given we must know how to mashah how to midwife this season so that we do not abort god's prophetic counsel so when we look at all that is happening we should be able to align with the heart of god and we say lord put your word in my mouth that i may prophesy into this dryness hallelujah In that Matthew uh, 13 that I was reading, verse, six, verse 16 says, Blessed are your eyes. Remember, Jesus just rebuked certain you know, people. <laughs> the disciples came to him and said, Why are you speaking to these people in parable? Why don't you just speak to them in plainly? Even if you speak to them in plainly, they will not understand. Why wouldn't they understand? Because their heart has not been converted. They have not, amen, yielded themselves. Excuse me. They have not surrendered themselves, amen, yes, to the ministry of redemption. So you can be going to church if you are not redeemed, amen. To be redeemed means to no longer live via, amen, the values and the system of this world. Now you live via the principles of Christ because you have given your life to Jesus. So Christ now becomes, amen, your king. Remember, whenever we talk about the kingdom, we're talking about the king because there are no kingdom, amen, without the king. There are no kingdom without rulership. There are no kingdom without authority. There are no kingdom, amen, without a governing system. When we talk about the kingdom, we, it means that you have come under the authority, under the influence, under the power, under the dominion of Christ. Christ has become your head. It's from there, amen, that you are able to see things that he's pointing to you. It's from there that you are able to relate to the things that he's showing you is from there amen that your your understanding conflicts with the world because the world said but i thought you used to follow us i thought you used to understand this thing. i thought you used to agree with this thing how come you're changing your mind like paul remember when he was saw he was loved when he was saw when he was saw the pharisee employed him amen to persecute the church oh but when he collided with god on the way to damascus something changed in his life and that thing was not religious his entire philosophy was totally transformed. His ideology was transformed. His belief system was transformed. He loved his nation, but his allegiance is not first to his nation. He loved the Jew. In fact, he said, amen, that he, he wished he, 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 he gives himself. He, he'd rather die, amen, for the Jew. But guess what? He lived for the kingdom. Oh, come on. 
There's something about the kingdom of God that needs to reconnect, that we need to reconnect to. So that amen, issues of Matthew 24 will not become a reality in our life. Because of the things that will be happening, a lot of people will fall by the wayside. They will, they will develop hatred. Why? Because they will be sold by their own brothers. Yes. They will be handed over. Yes. To be beaten. To be persecuted. And even to, to be killed. There will be betrayal. There will be all kinds of things. Only in the kingdom. Remember, two, three, four years ago, I preached this concept that I'm sharing with us. And I was using, amen, this issue of the kingdom in relating to John the Baptist. John the Baptist, powerful prophet, who was a way maker. At some point, because John the Baptist, amen, never really experienced the kingdom life. John the Baptist, amen, became very confused. He became very disheartened, became, amen, disillusioned. He was asking the question, are you the one to come or should we be expecting another one? Because I was in prison. You never came, you never came, amen, you know, to, to, to free me, to deliver me. You understand? I mean, there were people who were in prison that they were free. But Jesus, you never even came to visit me. I, I thought, I thought I was the, I was the voice of one. I thought I was your foreigner. I, look at all the things that I've done, and you, you never responded. You see, when we have our own expectation about what the kingdom of God is, we will be disappointed. After all that I've done. After all that I have given, your wisdom and your expectation, amen, of wisdom is too far low to the reality of what the kingdom of God is all about. It is crucial we understand so that we do not come to an arrival, amen, that is not in alignment, that is not consistent with the truth. It's important. The kingdom of God is coming near us and that kingdom will continue to shake. That kingdom will continue to amen, impact every area of our life. The kingdom will continue as the kingdom is impacting us. The kingdom will be impacting our government. The kingdom, the nearness of the kingdom will be touching every area of our ministry. When that kingdom comes, our ministry will literally shut down. Why? Because amen, you have been found one thing. You have been way in the scale and they realize that uh, 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 if we leave this person the way it is, <coughs> You know, things will go from, from bad to worse. So, let's shut it down. All kinds of things, events will be happening around you. And you'll be asking, where is God? It's not far. It's his kingdom coming near you. When the kingdom of God come near you, my brother, watching me, everything you call the prophetic will be shut down. I can tell you that. I can tell you that because that was my life. Everything that I knew as a prophetic, amen, in the first day was shut down. The Lord said to me, these things that you call the prophetic will die. But when it, re when it resurrects again, it will resurrect in a new dimension, a new life. And this is why I'm speaking from this position because it resurrected. But it died for years. And I just trusted God. So if you ever think that, well, they gave you a gift and so you can run with it. No, that gift will always go through a season of death. Except the corn of a seed fall to the ground and die. It abides alone. If you want to produce and produce fruit that will abide and remain for the advancement of the kingdom, then get ready for some death. It's going to come. It's not about blaming people. It's not about blaming those who left your church. 
It's not about blaming. No, 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 no. God will always use event to bring forth his counsel. God will always use people. Amen. Among the twelve, there was a Judas. As there was a Peter, amen. As there was a John who loved Jesus, amen. Who rested, amen, upon his upon his uh, his shoulder, upon his you know breast. So there was a Judas. Judas is part of the ministry too. You want ministry, but you don't want Judas. What kind of ministry are you running? You want Judas, but you don't want you. You want ministry. You want to. You want your kingdom. You, you, you excuse me. You want you know your business to advance, but you don't want challenges. It's part of life, and this one also will pass away. We will wait for the Lord. I told us some times ago, some time ago, while we were doing our teaching on the prophetic, I said, "Amen." Barrenness is the womb that births God's counsel. Barrenness is always the womb that brings forth, amen, God's prophetic. You see, what I'm sharing with us this morning is for us to understand what I call, amen, the orientation of the kingdom of God. Check the scripture. All of the people that God used that were born into the prophetic, their mother were all barren. Check the scripture. Check the scripture. I permit you to go and look at it. All of them were barren. Because that's the principle of God, amen. So we have to understand where we are so that we don't come to a wrong conclusion. All right, The fact that you know I, 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 Russia is bombing Ukraine right now does not mean that Ukraine will not rise again. And does not mean that amen, yes, God will not judge. He will judge. But guess what? He is the only one that knows what to judge. Ours is to stand on the right side of the word of God. Amen. And not choose a side based on the narrative of CNN or BBC. Amen. Or you know uh, Gravitas. It's amazing that everyone, amen, are developing their own voice, amen, to amplify their own narrative. When Gravitas, I mean, this is a business, uh, excuse me, uh, a media, you know, uh, uh, um, company that just came, uh, you know, during the COVID-19. Powerful media house, you know, established by, you know, by, 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 you know, by, by the Indian nation. But guess what? As powerful as they are, they also have their own narrative. They have their own agenda. That's why you cannot depend on one, you know, news house and say, no, this one's there. True, no, every news house have an agenda. They're promoting something. Only in the kingdom of God, hallelujah, we are not allowed to promote our, our you know, national, nationalistic spirit. When you are in the kingdom, you promote the kingdom of God. And that kingdom, hallelujah, will impact the life of people in China, in India, in America, in Russia, in Ukraine, hallelujah, in Nigeria, in Ghana, amen, in Congo, in Togo, in Cameroon, amen, yes, in Libya, in Syria, all of these places that are war-torn, that are divided, only the kingdom of God can unite people. And that's why I represent not a nationalistic idea. Jesus said, Go into the world and make disciples of all ethnos, all nations. He didn't say, Amen, choose a pick a side. I told us a few days ago, was it Friday, I was telling us. Sir Ramaphosa was supposed to be one of the people who were supposed to mediate. This battle, but he had compromised himself. Yesterday night, I was I was listening to news. The you know the 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 the, the, the newscaster was saying the same thing. Say, you know, South Africa can no longer you know uh, mediate in this thing because uh, the, the the president of South Africa have taken three shifts, three sides. What do you believe as a leader? You don't have a stand. 
in a day where amen our economic position <clears throat> is what define <clears throat> excuse me is what define if we are going to cite truth side you know stay on the side of truth or or, or, or you know or, or not we, we look at our political you know uh, you know uh, uh, you know philosophy our political ideology to side to you know to decide if we're gonna stay on the side of truth or on the side of lie what a world we live in a world where we call truth lie and lie truth is that a world that we want to live in isn't the reason why Jesus left us in this world to change things? People that are not even Christians, amen, are more vocal <laughs> to say, but this is wrong. What is wrong is wrong. And I hope you understand that when I say wrong, we've got to understand this term generally. So that we do not come to up. Listen, when you want to live for the kingdom of God, friends, be ready to be persecuted. Be ready to be challenged. Be ready, amen, to be spat upon. And of course, all of the things that I've just mentioned are the things that were done to the same master you claim you are serving. You cannot live a life of the kingdom and all you do is wear nice nice suits and you come hallelujah praise God oh my god they will take that suit from your neck and tear it they will they will use your tie to almost kill you but tomorrow you bounce back again this is where i stand do we have such a standing are we convinced or we're just you know loafing here and there you know, watching the tides, Woodside, you know, is <laughs> come on. It's time we stand for God and stand for truth. But we can't do that if we have not been shifted, amen, from what we thought we know about the kingdom to what the word of God says about the kingdom. The kingdom is a system of lifestyle, is a system of governance. I told us the kingdom has its own economy. Oh well, you see, if I don't cite them, if we don't uh, we will not. The kingdom of God has his own economy. Listen, as God spoke in relating to his kingdom to individual, he also spoke, amen, in relating to his kingdom as a nation, as nation. I told you this morning, I was reading, reading the book of Micah. Micah was speaking into nation, was talking about God's judgment coming to Nineveh. Nineveh was like America back in those days. Nineveh was like Russia back in those days. God had a mind. God has a, an objective for every nation. He's a God of the nations. And the kingdom of God is about nations. It's not just about you and I. The kingdom of God is bigger than you and I. The kingdom of God is bigger than our own economy. The kingdom of God is better, better and bigger than our own philosophy. It's, it's ten times bigger than your church. Hundred times bigger than your church. Many of us, when we preach the things of God, we preach it to, to, you know, to suit what we are doing. I mean, that's not me. God knows that. We preach this thing, hallelujah, to our own detriment. Paul said, woe is me if we don't preach this gospel of the kingdom. Woe is me. When you preach the kingdom of God, people will start leaving your church. Yes, they will clear the way and the right ones will come in. You see, if you don't preach truth, amen, for the wrong ones to leave, the true ones will not come in. Because they are occupying space for the true ones. When I began to preach issues of the kingdom, people told me, if you continue like this, everybody's going to leave your church. You're not going to get money. I said, okay. And truly, they were right. One of our one of our biggest I've shared this testimony. One of our biggest you know fighter. I mean, this lady she gives a fight in one month. All the bills, everything that we do for the month is settled. 
And you know when you have people like that, you don't want to step on their toes. You you want to you, you want to make sure you preach everything to suit them too. <laughs> and the Lord woke me up one and gave me a good slap. Give me a good one, my friend. Say, hey, when did this start? Is this what I called you to do? Tomorrow you go to church and you preach my word and show her the door. You, you, you are allowing Jezebel. You know the reason why everybody is like sitting like this in the church? <laughs> because uh, we're thinking of the maintenance. Maintenance. We're running the maintenance ministry. You service the people. Entertain the people. In our day, the church has become a Mickey Mouse, you know, entertaining center. Pastors are hitting their head here and there just because they must entertain people Sunday morning. Oh, Jesus. I'm speaking this thing with a burden in my heart. Friends, we will never be able to finish the things of God if we don't. Oh, I know some pastors are angry with me, but it's enough. You, you, go ahead and be, and be angry. Listen, I, have, I pastor for 20, 22 years. Pioneer from the scratch. I didn't, I didn't break away from anybody. Started with children. Started in a school. Hallelujah. Got, you know, building property there to help people. Hallelujah. Transform the, pro, you know, property. Amen. To an IT center. I'm talking about Isaiah Phillips. The records are there. So don't tell me you don't know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. You want to change people's life. Tell them the truth. Preach the truth to them. Don't run, don't run around, amen, with titles. You can have, amen, psychophones around you. You see? You see, like Putin right now, he's got psychophones. I don't know how many of you have watched that video where he was, you know, uh, uh, in, in a situation room. So, I don't know if you call it a situation room. Putin was there with his, with his leaders. First of all, look at the distance. Secondly, the chief, the chief guy, the, the person in charge of his security apparatus. Putin is telling the guy, speak, 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 speak. I mean, what, what, what a chick is that leadership and that is what people are supporting. That is even far from what you would call democracy. Because those people know that if they say anything that contradicts what he believes, they're dead. I mean, it's all there. If you want me, I can I can put it on my timeline. You can see it there. Putin is sitting one mile away from the people and commanding the people. They're all afraid, shaking in their boots. You call them. That is the way many pastors are running their church. They're like Putin. You sit there. You know, he's there, there, here. You must say what he wants. You know, you know, I run a ministry. I told the people, tell me, even if, even, even you, even if you think I'm not going to like what, what, what you're going to tell me. And some people told it, told me to my face. We don't like the way you're doing this thing. I said, okay, let's look at it again. I learned a lot growing up as a young person. I, I made a, I made mistakes as a pastor. Because when you're a pastor, you, you're full of zeal. Zeal without knowledge, zeal without wisdom. I'm talking about issues of the kingdom. The same way we run our home. We have to wake up. We have to develop. You see, they left. When they left, God says, "Now I have, now I have room 
to do what I want to do. You see, before I couldn't do what I want to do. <laughs> Don't you understand that the ecclesia is the agent, hallelujah, that manifests the things of God into the earth. The ecclesia is the portal that brings the things of God into the realm of man. Don't you know that? Where we have an ecclesia that is mature and sound, you will see how the things of God will flow into human realm. Jesus Christ came to show us what it means to become the ecclesia through a, man, a lifestyle of a priesthood that is totally committed to the will of his father. I do nothing except I've seen and I've heard. Hallelujah. Friends, can we shift our mindset excuse me, to the order of the kingdom. If the church is going to die, let it die. But let the sun rise. They said the child died. But, amen, a son was given. Yeah, The Shunammite woman, the, the child died. But when the prophet, amen, awoke, re resurrect the son, he said, here is your son, no longer a child. The child must die in us so that the sonship of God can, can come forth. That is where, listen, the kingdom of God cannot be birthed through children. Many of our leaders are like children. When they are indecisive, God said, I will give them I will, a nation amen, that has gone into idolatry, that has gone into wardom, lukewarmness, that has been captured by the spirit of Jezebel are giving children as their leaders. Yet within this, we're seeing nation rising up with mature men and women. I, I was thinking about this the last time. I said, look at a comedian, just an ordinary you know, comedian. Zelensky is a, was a comedian. I didn't know that a comedian has got so, so much of courage in him. Regardless of whatever you want to say, I'm not saying he's a perfect man, but I'm just saying this guy was a comedian. Putin was a trained, you know, KJB. It was it was a train. Putin is a train killer. They know you know the issues of espionage and all. He, that was why he was trained. I mean, a comedian. Can you see what God is doing? This is a battle of David and Goliath, and is a parable to the church. Not by might, not by power. The people that may be siding Zelensky may, may have blood in their own hand. And indeed, they all have blood in their hand. And the Americans have blood in their hands. The Europeans have blood in their hand. But that doesn't mean because they have blood in their hand, amen. Uh, 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 I must just, you know, ignore what God is doing. You see, the things of God are not like, you know, that's black, this is white. You've got to understand what God is doing. In the things of God, the mathematics is not one plus one makes two. You've got to understand. So many complex things happening in this world that we don't understand. And I believe if there's anything I needed to get, you know, today. Well, and why are we talking about the world? Because, amen, it plays a major political, global, amen, uh, uh, shift in the narratives of the earth. You like it or not? So don't compare what is going on right now between Ukraine and, and Russia and compare to what is going on in your backyard. You say, where, where, where? No, no, let's talk about the war that is going on in, in God knows where in Africa. There's a war there and people are dying. Yes, but that war can be escalated into third world war. 
<laughs> you know what that means. So if you don't have a you know a political excuse me if you don't have a, you know a, a global mentality you see the kingdom of God is not it's not oh come on yes you don't like what I'm talking about you don't have to like it I'm not here to preach your likeness I'm here to tell you what God amen is doing in the earth we've got to develop amen a global value system. Everything that we are today, amen, is integrated, is connected. They are all interconnected. Everything. Everything that we stand for, that we represent, are all interconnected. As long as you've got a phone, you cannot hide. He said, well, well, I don't want to know what's going on. As long as you have a phone, you cannot hide, amen, from the, from the agenda of the globalist. You cannot, hide, you cannot hide away from the great research that is taking place. You cannot hide, hallelujah, and bury your head somewhere and say, well, it doesn't concern me. It concerns you. And you better believe it. So, begin to change your philosophy. The kingdom of God is a philosophy. And we need the wisdom of God to know how to live within that philosophy. Because at the end of the day, the kingdom must represent God in a way that can attract people and get them to be influenced amen, to the side of God. Because it's a battle of the kingdom. The devil is fighting a war of kingdom. And we that we're supposed to know better, we seem to be very behind. And he's dealing with us. He's dealing with us. He's dealing with us. Hallelujah. Jesus said, when the Pharisee asked, when, 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 when they asked, excuse me, when asked by the Pharisee, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come by observation. That's what I've been trying to let us see. It doesn't come by, you know, observation. Observation is what you say. say oh, okay, that is, that is a microphone. And is a is a road microphone. Wow, I can see. Yes, that's observation. We're not called to live from that order. We're called that when we see things, amen, that looks confusing, we, we can decode their identity. We can decode their source. We can decode, amen. Yes, their purpose. We can decode their objective. Not the kind of prophetic that you are asking question. Uh, 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 you are asking question to to make up amen, an answer that you want to give. No, it must. The answer to the prophetic must come from a realm that is beyond your own intelligence. That requires a different level of faith and trust and dependence. The Pharisee were asking Jesus, What are the signs of your coming? So when they say, Look here and look there, they saying, Don't be deceived. The kingdom is within you, the kingdom is among you. The kingdom is within you. The kingdom lives, amen, within you. So if the kingdom is within me, the question that I should be asking myself is, what are the dimension or the principles 
of interacting with this kingdom that is within me. And if the kingdom is within me, where is that kingdom within me? How does that kingdom, amen, walk within me? Because many of the things that are within me are confusing. Many of the things that are within me, amen, are lustful, carnal, fleshy. Many of the things that are within me, amen, are prideful. Many of the things that are within me, amen, are just ungodly. And they say the kingdom is within me. Where? How? <laughs> Question to ask. Because the kingdom is not going to struggle with, you know, all these issues we have. We've got to, we've got to get rid of amen, everything and anything that can, that, that can corrupt, that can, that, you know, that can compromise the oppression. The kingdom is within you, but you cannot, you cannot, you cannot interact. You can't even listen. Why? Because there are all kinds of things around your life that, amen, that has compromised the realities of the kingdom of God. So that's why we're running around. Prophet, see for me, prophet, prophesy. Where you can do some of this thing by yourself, you can interact with God, amen. You can connect with his heart, with his mind, amen. You can do all kinds of things via the value system of Christ that is at work in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. It Bible says uh, it is the Lord that is at work in us. But to learn to do the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the operation of the spirit. But if you don't have all of that, how do you walk? This, this, this is our great dilemma. This is our great challenge today. And we have to find a way out, friends. Let me round up. Like I said, I'm not going to take your time. The Bible says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent. If you read the scripture, you'll find the context to what I'm talking about. In Matthew 4, 4 verse 17, if you read from verse 1, you see. He was talking about the land of Naphtali who were in darkness, sitting in darkness, have seen great light. The Bible says from that time on, he began to preach. Because that was a, that was a time of the nearness of his, 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 his arrest and of course his crucifixion. He began to preach. And you will, you will notice that it is this message of the kingdom that led him to, even after he, he resurrected, when he came back amen, to earth, amen, he continued. For 40 days, he was preaching the kingdom to his disciples. At that time, he never healed. He never raised any dead person. There was no miracle. All he was doing was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And that is the gospel that we should be continuing preaching today. See, so when you touch about the issues of the kingdom of God, you make a lot of enemies. Because kingdom deals with ideologies. Kingdom is fighting ideology. Kingdom is challenging culture. Kingdom is challenging belief system. Kingdom is challenging, amen. Yes, you know, all kinds of standards that have been there for, you know, centuries. Kingdom will, will, will fight your belief system about national, you know, nationalistic idea. Kingdom will fight your belief system regarding money and issues of economy. When, when, you, when you touch kingdom, that's why people don't touch kingdom. Or they select the parts they want to talk about. But hey, come on friends, it's time to embrace everything. If we are called to serve God, then let's live our life totally for the kingdom. 
And remember, you can't preach a kingdom without a revelation of the king. Christ, our great high priest, is the one that is seated over this kingdom. And the beauty is we are called to sit with him. Think about that. Friends, I present to you this morning the nearness of the kingdom. When the kingdom of God come near you, all kinds of things are going to be happening. All kinds of demand, amen, will be placed on you. All kinds of, amen, demand will be required of you. You cannot engage the message of the kingdom, remain the same, or stay in the same position. No. Kingdom will continue to shift you. Because when that kingdom finally come near you and you are not changed, that kingdom, amen, will crush you like a rock. You say, you better fall on it now so that, amen, you can be broken than that thing to fall on you. You know what happened when that kingdom, you know, was cut off and, and hit, amen, the image of Nebuchadnezzar. You know what happened. <laughs> you know what happened in the book of Daniel. That, that, that lanky, tall, you know, dwarfing image came down. Nobody can stand in the way of the kingdom of God. You may not hear anything now. You may not see anything now. But wait wait until that thing enter the earth atmosphere. Wait until that thing enter your, your, your space, your earth space. Wait until that thing get close to your house, to your, to your ministry. Wait. You will think something else hit you. Impact. And the kingdom of God is about to make impact. Are we ready? We read in Ezekiel 37, when that kingdom made impact into the valley of dry bones, the Bible said there was, there, was a, there, was a, there was a noise and there was a rattling sound. Dead bones came alive again. They became a mighty army. That's, that's the impact of the kingdom. It brings life into dead things that awakens them, gives them a voice. Come on, friends. The expectation of the righteous are not cut short. It's a brand new day. May the kingdom of God arise in us. May the kingdom of God, yes, steer our hearts to prepare ourselves as, watch, as watchers. May we be positioned on the wall. May we get our hands stained by carrying bricks and building the order of God and building the intentions of God. It's a brand new day. Let our heart this morning once again align to heaven's program. Let us not be selfish and self-centered. Let us see. Let us hear. Let us respond to the demand of God. Regardless of where we are, let our agenda be, yes, Lord, may your kingdom come. He said, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. The will of God is already done, but it needs to be manifest on earth as it is already done in heaven. Friends, our desire is to turn issues of the earth to look like the image of heaven. Glory to Jesus. The kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. That is not going to happen until the ecclesia finally take the form and the shape of true kingdom representatives. Because only the ecclesia, amen, are the bona fide, amen, yes, replica, reflector of the things of God on earth. God doesn't walk through any other person than, amen, his ecclesia. 
oh, I'm not saying he can't use any other person. Oh, he used a donkey. He used, you know, Cyrus. He used, but when God wants to bring his counsel, even to Cyrus, he needs an ecclesia. Come on, church. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your spirit this morning. May we not be moved. He said, these are the beginning of the bad pang. May we rest because indeed your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. That within the chaos, may we have righteousness, peace, and joy. May we not go into a condition of hatred. He said, because of the things that will be happening, the heart of many will wax cold. May our heart, oh God, continue to burn. They said, didn't our heart burn as he spoke on the journey? to Emmaus. Didn't our heart burn? May our heart continue to burn. May we not grow cold. May we not go into slumber. Fire us up. Refine us. Set us on fire again. We want to burn. We want to keep the light burning. We want to keep the fire burning. Illuminate us once again, Father. May we not live our life via physical observation. The guy says, I see nothing. They say, go again. Say, I see nothing. They say, go again. Say, I see nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> the prophet knew what he was talking about. He said, go again. You see, those who are in the kingdom are certain of what is about to come. I hear a rattling sound. I hear God shaking things. May our heart continue this day to burn for God because he is coming. He that will come will come. He will not delay. A thousand years is like a day before the Lord. Keep this hope alive. Keep your faith alive. Keep your trust alive. Continue to press in. Continue, yes, to gather all. Continue to press out, to meet with him because indeed the things of God will be made manifest. It's only a matter of time. Remember, he defines the time. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. Oh, Father, we honor you. I thank you once again this morning for everyone that has joined us, that has taken the time this morning to listen to this, to this crazy prophet like, the, like some calls me. This guy's crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just passionate for God. I pray this morning once again. That Lord, you will begin to move. Even regarding some of the things that you have shown me. I pray this morning that our heart will burn. Oh Father, that there will be a passionate hunger. A desire, a yearning for you. It's my prayer this morning. That we will not retreat and we will not surrender. Tell the people to go forward. We are advancing. We are pressing on. We are breaking forth. It's a glorious day. May you refine our lives. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, thank you once again this morning for joining me. I hope this word, amen, has stirred your heart because that's my intention. I want to stir your heart to jealousy. I want to stir your heart, amen, to believe, not to give up, not to conclude, not to be looking for the rapture. But look for the appearance of the kingdom from within. There are things we, we are called to do. There are things we are called to represent. There are, there are testimony we, we must bear in this season and time. 
It's not the time to escape. It's not the time to run away. Remember, God ushered in a new season in 2020. Let me remind you again if you have forgotten. God ushered into our space a new season. And as this season continues to pan out, let's continue to agree with the heart of God, with the mind of God. Because indeed, we have 10 years to prepare ourselves for the next order. Let's continue. Let's continue to believe. Let's continue to pray for each other. Let's continue to stand with each other. Let's continue to pray for the body of Christ. Let's continue to pray for the nation. Let's pray for our leaders. Let's pray that they will hear the sound of God and they will do what is right. Let's pray that as famine hit the nations, that God will God will insulate us. God will provide for us. As he provided for Elijah, he will provide for us. He said, go to the brook. Yes. We have more than enough. Our God is sufficient. His will will find expression in our life and through our life. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you, O God, that you are our all-sufficiency. You are our all-sufficiency. You are the all-sufficient one. Thank you, O God, that we will not make haste. We will not make decision based on our economy. You are our economy. You supply all our needs according to your riches in glory. Oh, hallelujah. We bless your name, O oh God. We glorify you. Thank you. Eyes have not seen these things. Ears have not heard the things that are about, you're about to do. Thank you, Lord, that the expectations of the righteous will not be cut off. I pray for all our friends and loved ones that will be attending the fellowship this morning. Oh God, may their heart burn with zeal. May there be fire in their heart, oh God, for you. In the name of Jesus. May we continue to gather as believers, as 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 those called. Yes. To represent the intentions of God. May we not forsake the assembly of the brethren. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name this morning. Thank you for your principle that is establishing our life. Thank you for those churches that you are, yes, you are bringing forth in this new day. As the old dies. Thank you, Father, for a new voice. New, new men and women. You say, I will give them, yes, shepherds. After my heart, shepherds, I will feed them with knowledge. Ah, hallelujah. We thank you. Knowledge of the times, knowledge of the season, knowledge of what to do and how to do it. Let wisdom build these houses, oh God. Touch the life of your servants all across, yes, the nations. Touch their life. Touch their life. Encourage them. Empower them. I know how this season can be very difficult and tough. But Lord, you are their way maker. You are the one leading them and guiding them. So I thank you this morning that you make a way for them. You supply all their needs to God. The need of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, the fear of God. The need of favor. I thank you Lord this morning that you minister to your servants. Thank you God. That they will not make haste. They will not compromise because of need. They will not compromise. Thank you Lord this morning that you are washing them. Once again you are recalibrating their sight. You are giving them a depth of understanding. Oh God baptize them in the spirit of your prophetic nature. Once again to see. Touch their lips with the coal of fire that they may speak forth your word in the name of Jesus. Unite our heart once again to fear your name. May you, O oh God, be glorified. Touch their home. Touch their children as they sacrifice for you. Touch their home. Touch their wives. May their wives, O oh God, come in agreement, in unity with them, O oh God. May they be a true support in the name of Jesus. Touch the life of their children. Protect them, O oh God, because the enemy has a way of coming through, this, through the children of men of God. We pray for them. 
We ask, O oh God, protect them, secure them. In the name of Jesus, perfect your will in their life. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning for your word, O oh God. Ah, your word will not return to you empty. Your word will continue to speak. Your word will continue to give us perspective. Your word will continue to give us alignment. Thank you, Spirit of God, this morning. Thank you for your counsel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the openings of the heavens. Thank you for the rain of your spirit, oh God. Thank you for the for the former and the latter rain. Yes, you are pouring it in this last day. Hallelujah. We rejoice in the outpour of your spirit. Amen. And amen. Once again, I want to appreciate you, everyone, this morning that has joined me in this live broadcast. This is a now word that came, amen, specifically for you. I believe this word, amen, will continue to adjust you. Please, if you can, share this link with somebody. Tell somebody, amen, about what God is doing here, amen. Invite people to like, amen, our, our channel on, on uh, um, YouTube and, of course, on Facebook, amen. We believe in God for great things. And, of course, you can listen to the audio broadcast of all of our messages, amen, on Spotify and, of course, on Anchor. We believe in God, amen, to, to open more channels of, you know, broadcasts for us in this year. We just believe in God, amen. And I, I want to also say thank you for those who have... In one way or the other, been supporting, amen, uh, my, my project here on, you know, building my office, my, my studio. I really want to thank you, amen. And if you do want to support, please, please, I beg of you, respond, amen, to uh, uh, the, the, the voice of God. Of course, without pressure, amen. God loves a cheerful giver. If you want to give to us, give cheerfully. I'm not coercing you. I'm not putting you under pressure. We don't do that. I've never done that. I will never do it. All right. So thank you so very much, everyone, this morning once again. And may God continue to open doors. May he continue to open channels. The Lord, I woke up with this word this morning. The Lord said, I'm opening new channels within your spirit. New channels. New channels. Well, may God continue to open new channels within your life. There are certain things that you want God to do in your life, but he needs to open channels for those things to be done. So, would you allow him? That's a word for somebody. God bless you. I'll see you again, hopefully, today or tomorrow. God bless you. Love you all. Enjoy your Sunday. Bye-bye.